Conte, Florenzi, eccolo il cross tagliato di testa, che gol! 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 È il magnifico, il magnifico, il magnifico rettore! Live! Entertainment capital of the world. What a strike! What a goal! What a comeback! What a game! There are no words to describe it! It's the TC Martin Show. Léger hors jeu, mais cette fois-ci, il n'y en a pas pour Marco Reus. Très fort devant le but! Oh, Prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. El largo pifio. Messi la tiene. Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta. Gol. 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 Cerebro. Cerebro. Cerebro Iniesta. The doctor is now in. Hour number two on this Thursday, Masters Day. That's right. Opening round, we'll get you updated on that. Don't you dare go anywhere. RVD, Rob Van Dam, just inducted into the World Wrestling Entertainment Hall of Fame on Tuesday. He will join us this hour as well, too. So don't you dare go anywhere for that. Plus, Chuck Esposito from Sunset Station. Talk some uh, Masters betting along with the NBA and everything else uh, that is going on as well. T.C. Martin, Ballpark, Frank, Numchuck on the other side of the glass. And again, if you miss any part of any of the shows, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. The latest articles, blogs, interviews. Go check out the classic interview page. That is fantastic as well. Some of our best interviews are up there. And uh, currently up there, we've... uh, Got uh, on the homepage right now our interview with Anderson Hunt from yesterday, UNLV guard, who was the most outstanding player going back in that 1989-90 championship season. Where 29 UNLV, points. 29 points. And like you said, 103-73 against Duke. Anderson didn't play. Oh, they still win by one. Yeah. A lot closer <laughs> game, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so go check out... Uh, that interview with uh, Anderson Hunt. It yeah, the, the on one-point win might not have covered. The 30 points certainly covered. All also right. made it go over. Let's give you an update, too. Uh, UCLA head coach Mick Cronin signed a two-year extension after that successful run by UCLA where uh, the Bruins went from the co-11 seed in their region and a nice little run to the Bruins, getting to the Final Four. Mick Cronin today signs an extension, $4 million per season. He is 41-22 and 22 at UCLA during his first two years there. Uh, leads UCLA to its first Final Four appearance since 2008. So, so Mick Double Cronin, B, probably happy today, I'm thinking. You know, this is weird because, you know, we've talked to Tracy Murray after Mick Cronin was hired we talked to Tracy last year, this and that, and there were a lot of people, and I think Double B will say the same thing, weren't exactly sure if Mick Cronin was the right guy. They thought he might be like Alfred was when he was there. You know? Well, no, I mean, again, different style. I think a lot of people thought he was going to be like Ben Howland. No, but, but I mean, as the, far as a, a, a kind of a name guy, but maybe not the right fit. Right, right, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I meant. I got you, got you. So, because UCLA has searched over the years, <laughs> where, you know, what type of coach... And what type of style are they going to play? 
And there were not a lot of UCLA Bruin alumni. And I remember saying this with Tracy, uh, him saying it, that, you know, it's like, wow, the, they play that grinded out kind of ugly style of basketball. And he was at Cincinnati. They got to tournaments. They won conference championships. Pretty good success in the NCAA tournament when he was at Cincinnati, but never went deep, far. And they said, okay, we're, we're going to give this guy a shot at UCLA. Did not have the right players for his system last year. Got some of the guys this year. They were a pretty soft team again at the beginning of the season. And then as the season progressed, uh, they started getting a toughness. And they lost their last four regular season games. Had that horrendous showing in the Pac-12 tournament where they uh, you know, blew a 16-point lead to Oregon State who ended up winning uh, the conference tournament and getting eligible to go to the NCAA tournament. Made a nice little run. And the Pac-12 did pretty well. So now it just goes to show you in a matter of days or weeks how things can change, and now Mick Cronin is getting an extension, and you go back probably a month ago, Mick Cronin's probably thinking, like, is this going to work? I mean... Well, you go back a month ago with those last losses, he doesn't even know if he's going to the tournament. That's my point exactly. Forget about an extension. Yeah. For, yeah I mean, it's my like... my point. It's like, well, is know, this even working here? Yeah, get the resume ready. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it's amazing how things, how quickly things can turn. So... Hey, uh, strike while the iron is hot, as they say. And Andy Infield. I still think Andy Infield is a great coach, but he parlayed that one tournament at Florida Gulf Coast where they made the Sweet 16, and he got a job at USC. Huge pay raise, and now he's taking USC in the tournament. This year, semi-deep, you know, deeper run than they've made in years past. But they've had some disappointments, uh, disappointing seasons there in SC. So it's uh, it's yeah. crazy. How they did have to face the number one overall yep. seed, although That's we true. found out they weren't the number yeah. one team. But yeah. going into the tournament, the number one overall use, seed. I use Chris Beard as a great example too. I mean, he's coaching this little tiny school in Texas. They open up against Purdue, just ripe for the pickings. Upset them on the opening day, and he parlays that into a job with he thought it was going to be UNLV. UNLV fans it thought it'd be here too. And then he was here for three weeks, and all of a sudden, oh, Texas Tech opened up where he spent many years as an assistant, had great success there, and now he gets the big gig at the University of Texas. It yeah. just it, it, went from his all... dream job to his better dream job. Right. <laughs> but the moral of the story, it all goes back to what you do when the lights are brightest. You're on that big stage in the NCAA tournament, and you win a game or two or three, in Mick, uh, uh, Cronin's case, four, you're getting paid. It changes your life. Yeah, and it's no different than anything else in sports. I mean, guys that have great regular season numbers in some other sports, well, it's guys that do it in the playoffs and World Series and that where you get a paycheck, you get known as a winner, different things like that. Uh, One guy that I always remember, and I'm probably dating myself, but hey, we're old, we know that. Gene Tennis, when he was back, he wasn't the greatest baseball player for Oakland. He had a really great World Series and got a really big contract because of it. Yeah, he did. Catcher for the A's wearing the white shoes. There you go. All right. Here's a guy who remembers all that stuff. All right. Our good friend over at Sunset Station, racing sportsbook director of the Station Casino Properties, <coughs> Chuck Esposito. What's going on, Chucky Chuck? I'm all good, boys. Uh, just Masters, early baseball, survive the tourney. It's uh, all good stuff. Hey, Chuck, I know you heard us talking about Cronin's deal and, the, and how the, these things work out for coaches in the NCAA tournament. If you want to uh, uh, give some thoughts uh, about that and the tournament in, uh, in general. I thought the tournament was great. I think, you know, we were from our side of the counter just so excited that it was back again this year. 
Um, format was a little bit different. We were able to offer our last man standing contest again. Um, uh, it was just fun. I mean, you could just tell by the guests. Uh, they knew that there were still queue lines and social distancing and, and uh, you know, a lot of health and safety protocols in place. But just being able to come back and experience, if it was the, the Cinderella stories, the David against Goliath, Sister Jean, you know, uh, having some small schools really make a run, having Gonzaga, who, you know, could they be that team, the only team since 1976 uh, to go undefeated during the regular season and win it all um, and cut down the nets. You know, Baylor was good. Illinois got knocked out early. There was just a number of storylines. I mean, UCLA, I heard you guys talking about it. I mean, not only did we not know if they were going to get in, they were an 11th seed and they played in Michigan State in that play-in game on that Thursday night. Now, first of all, so much history between, you know, those two schools and the tournament, but they bet Michigan State that night, and I mean the guests. I mean, they, they bet like they knew the final score in that game. I mean, that was one of the bigger decisions of the entire tournament in that last game on that Thursday night that we needed UCLA and what they kind of parlayed that into. And uh, not sure if I heard glass on Saturday night or not, but they still had a tremendous run uh, before that three-pointer off the, off the boards um, to eliminate them on, on Final Four Saturday. You know, except for the one game where Abilene Christian upset you know Texas, UCLA was a decided underdog in every game. Like I said, the only one against Abilene Christian where they ended up rolling. But, Chuck, were you starting to see any UCLA money come in as the tournament rolled on, or – because they were on the on the dog side, we know people love to play the favorites. Or people going against UCLA in every game, thinking like, okay, this thing's got to end at some point in time. I think they were earlier guys, but once they they got into you know where hey we're in the Sweet Sixteen, we're the in the Elite Eight, we're in the Final Four. I think that changed. And although they bet Gonzaga heavily in that game in the Final Four, excuse me, they did bet UCLA on the money line. We were not rooting. I mean, from a from a fan's perspective, different. But, you know, with our close proximity in Southern California and the guests that are here, and I think that bet them. But there was a lot of money line play um, on the Bruins that night. So, I mean, for us, it was, hey, we had a nice middle working on our side of the counter. But it's, hey, can, can Gonzaga cover, um, you know, I mean, not cover, but win the game? Because we did not need UCLA to win the game outright. There was just too much value for the betters, I think, at that point. And, uh, and they did turn and back them uh, on Final Four Saturday. When it came to that game with Gonzaga and UCLA, uh, we know Suggs hit that bank shot, like you said. I didn't hear him call it, but it doesn't matter. It still counts as a three-pointer. But when it came to that, how was in-game wagering on that game? And was it one of those games, because of it was so exciting, that you guys were saying, yeah, let's go to a double, triple, quadruple overtime because this is exciting and people are still laying action on it all over the place? You know, ballpark in play has just continued to grow. Um, it's become a, a bigger and bigger piece of our overall wagering menu. And when you have games like that and it's kind of fluctuating back and forth and, and teams are making a run, absolutely you see a phenomenal handle on it. And from from our side of the counter and I think even from the guest side of the counter, had that game gone a few more overtimes, I think it would have been exciting. I mean, just you know, talking to my guys and, and being here and listening to the crowd that night, it was it was probably the loudest I heard the crowd uh, during the tournament. Um just, you know, during the end end of the game going into that overtime and when that three-point play was hit it was just uh, crazy loud and and for us it's 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 cool because the sounds that echo from this department on, on, on a day like that that echo from the book are really contagious throughout the casino um and i'm sure people at home who are playing on the sdn mobile app you know with all the in play and all the different stuff that was on the board that day and all the props 
I mean, they probably were hooting and hollering and jumping off their couch as well because that was one of the best college basketball games I've seen in a long time. Well, when I hear the hooping and hollering and the game-winning basket, Chuck, it just drives me to one of the restaurants. I mean, I got to get some food. I mean, that's what it's all it, about, it, right? It does, it does do that for you, buddy. <laughs> I know. You're in the minority, but it does do that for you. <laughs> in the minority. Come on. People love the food. Are you talking about food, sports? That's our comfort, Chuck. What are you talking I know about? They, I know they love it. And, you know, we love it when they come out and enjoy everything we have to offer, not only here at Sunset, but all of our properties. But when you a game like that, I mean, yeah. it was just, I mean, I think everybody was couldn't wait for the championship then. I mean, you, you saw how well Baylor played against Houston. And, you know, they blew a team out out where there was some play against them on Houston. And then Gonzaga, who really struggled in that game against UCLA, and I think it made them the number kind of intriguing going into the national championship game because you talked about a, a Zags team that was number one the entire season. Baylor was right behind them at number two, 15 out of the 17 weeks that the poll was out. So it was really Gonzaga and maybe Illinois or uh, Baylor and Illinois, you know, uh, snuck in there a couple of times. But these were two schools that had basically been on a collision course the entire season. And getting to the national championship game, guys, I don't, I don't really think it was that UCLA took a lot out of them. I just think Baylor was, you know, they were more athletic that night. They were more physical, and they were so fast and confident. I really was stunned that the Zags really never were able to make a run Monday night. Chuck, we know how much uh, action that you had on the Zags, and people were betting them with both fists, not just in the individual gains, but in the futures as well, too. Did you have any liability at all towards Baylor at all? Or were you, I guess you were a Baylor fan, you know, on, on championship night, but were there any big future tickets on the Bears? There wasn't, guys. We were actually in really good shape on, you know, Baylor, Houston, and UCLA going into Final Four weekend. We were still in good shape on Gonzaga, but usually it's, you know, the schools that have or, or in, in teams in any sport that have the lower odds, um, you're going to do fairly well on. It's more teams that maybe come out of nowhere or there's extremely high odds on and kind of make that run where there's some value there for the better, where the payoff is so much better. So we were in good shape. It was a weird game that night because – they did back Baylor a lot on the money line. Um, so Baylor was best case for the future book, um, not best case to win outright in the game. Gonzaga would have been better to win the game and not cover, but overall it was still really good. I think the key was that with those two schools and the way they can go up and down the, uh, up, up and down the court, the fact that we were able to just barely keep it under, I think really helped the overall outcome of the game from our side of the counter. Chuck, would it have been, I don't want to use the word uh, bad or disastrous for you, if Gonzaga did win the tournament because uh, of, of you guys had so much money uh, on Gonzaga you know, for those futures or not? No, no. As I said, we were still in good shape with Gonzaga, just not quite as good shape as we were with, with Baylor and the other t two teams, Houston and, and UCLA, going into that weekend. And even for the game itself, I think having the Zags just win was a better outcome right. than having Baylor win the game outright. Um, it, it was kind of a, you know, we're, we're, you were rooting for kind of a combination of things to occur. But, uh, but overall, guys, the, the handle was great. The atmosphere was terrific. As I mentioned, you know, we had our, uh, the STN mobile app where we had the five, up to a $500 
sign-up bonus going on for, for new uh, guests throughout the tournament. We know the books were busy. They could use our kiosks at any one of our sports books or the Wildfire, ga Wildfire Gaming books or, or the El Cortez to skip the line. So really the atmosphere, the energy, the hype in the books was phenomenal uh, through the entire tournament. And for me personally, I was just glad it was back and glad to see a lot of friendly faces out there again for, for a huge event like this. Chuck Esposito joins us over at Sunset Station. Chuck, when it comes to that, um, with the tournament being as exciting as it was and with everybody being hyped up for it, now it's over, and now we have NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball and that, has the excitement in that continued on through? Are people betting baseball early? Are they into the NBA and stuff like that? Or is there a little bit of a lull until playoffs come around to those other sports? You know, ballpark, there is no more lulls. Um, I, I think that with all these sports that kind of blend into each other now and, and the fact that you do have pro basketball and hockey uh, getting into their kind of second half of the season, the hockey trade deadline is Monday, uh, Major League Baseball, which is so great for our side because you've got games that start early in the day. Almost every day you've got, you know, 10 o'clock games in the morning. So you're just adding to that overall wagering menu. And then the Masters, which is up right now. I mean, there was so many different ways from the, the future in to tournament matchups, to first round matchups, to round one birdies, to you know different props, to miss the cut, group props, um, second round matchups we'll be putting up. There's so many different things on the Masters that adds to it as well, which is exciting. And then what I like to call not the end of the football season, but the, the start of the football season is the pro football draft. And that's this month as well. And we're going to be putting up a slew of props that we're working on, you know, as we're doing the show right now. We are, we are working on these props, uh, um, you know, throughout our network to get these up as well. So I always think April is one of the more exciting times because there's so much on the board at that point. And we're only weeks away from the Kentucky Derby as well. So race and sports, you know, both together, the atmosphere is crazy fun for us, guys. All right, we talk about the Masters, uh, round one today, coming to its uh, opening day conclusion here. Very exciting time, of course, uh, Chuck. Talk a little bit about betting on the Masters here. Uh, any liability to any players? And uh, who, who is the public like in this? Well, I mean, you definitely saw the odds uh, on Spieth drop dramatically. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was probably close to, you know, 50 to 1 or greater industry-wide. And then you saw, you know, him, him win last week on Easter, and those odds have dropped a lot. There's so many good, young, talented golfers out there, guys, that I think you're looking for some value up and down the board on some of these guys. And, I mean, of course we know how good DJ is, and, and there's a lot of action on, you know, JT as well. And, and McElroy, although he hasn't played well of late, his odds went up a little bit, he's still in the top five or six, DeChambeau. So overall, again, there is just so many young, talented, good golfers out there. I think it's fun. Um, the, the handle is always great. It gets bigger and bigger every year, especially with all these props, the mobile app. And, you know, going into Sunday, you know, depending who's on that back nine, um, it's going to be fun to have action with what's going on in the tournament. Chuck, is there such a thing as a field bet anymore? And we were talking about this earlier, how back in the day, you guys would only maybe list, you know, 10 or 15 golfers, uh, 20 golfers. And then there was, you know, a, a field, you know, prop as well. And it seems like now that's gone by the wayside because just about everybody has odds associated to every player here. You know, you're right, TC. I mean, we'll put the field up just because if there are some unusual circumstances that, that occur and you want to make sure that you give the guests the option to bet um, everybody that's in the tournament. 
But we do try to put, I mean, you're absolutely right, though. We, we probably put up, a, you know, a third or, or 50% of the golfers in the past that we now put up. So in, in all sports, I think if it's tennis, golf, um, NASCAR, you know, any sort of, you know, Formula One, we're trying to put up as much as we can on the board uh, to give guests that option. They want to hold a ticket with that name on it more than they do the field. So we try to do that as much as we possibly can. Chuck, when it comes to betting golf, do people take the golfers and they handicap with the course and stuff like that, the moment of a Masters as opposed to someplace else? And when it comes to do most people bet just the individual golfers? Do they bet it on a day-to-day basis, the matchups? There's so many different ways to bet golf. They're betting at all ballpark. I mean, there are so many different props up on the board right now. There is just pages with what I kind of mentioned. And I think you're looking at the golfers, and, and you know, you're, they're going to play some of the guys that are at the top. But, again, they're looking at value, guys that have potentially golfed well um, on this course, guys that are kind of playing really well right now, guys that maybe are undervalued um, who have played well in the past but haven't been of late. So there's just so many things out there. And I think with each day, um, depending on how close the tournament is, you're going to see those odds uh, adjusted. And, you know, a lot of guys become appealing um, out there because the value increases so dramatically. Um, You know, last year I think, you know, you you had DJ win by such a wide margin that I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think, you know, they they, they were able to move those uh, tees around a little bit uh, just to make sure, or flags I should say, around a little bit, just to make sure that maybe it's a little bit more, you know, competitive and these guys haven't seen exactly where they're at in the past. But it's a fun event for us. You know, we've had it on, you know, uh, many of the screens throughout the book and property all day, and there's so many people that are asking about it that once round one ends, I mean, they are just waiting for round two lines to come out. All right, Chuck mentioned a couple of his favorites: Jordan Spieth nine to one, Dustin Johnson at ten to one, Roy McIlroy uh, seventeen to one. I know a lot of people are, are hoping that, in thinking that he could uh, come back. And again, there are some uh, some some live long shots uh, as well too. So Masters betting uh, going on right now, and uh, round one coming to its uh, day one conclusion, and back at it again uh, tomorrow morning. Chuck, a little VGK. Uh, give us, give us some thoughts about the, the Golden Knights. Another loser last night on the road in St. Louis. Well, you know, I think if you're a, if you're a huge VGK fan, you'd rather have them go through, um, you know, kind of hit the speed bump now, uh, than later. Um, I know the trade deadline's Monday. I don't think they have a whole lot of wiggle room with, based on where they're at, at the, at the, at the, uh, salary cap. Um, they've got a game in hand, but they trail the abs by four points. I know they've got some games still coming up with the abs. I've still said it all along, guys. I think it's paramount for Vegas or Colorado to finish number one in the West because if you finish number two, you're going to have to play probably the Wild. Um, and the Wild have VGK's number. They've been very competitive with them. And you look right now, and number one against uh, the Coyotes is a much more favorable matchup. Although they've played well of late, too. Um, I, it, it, it's paramount again for Vegas or Colorado to finish one. So those games that are head-to-head, I think it's really important for Vegas um, to win. Uh, they've struggled a little bit of late. I think they've only won one of their last four games. But, uh, again, you'd much rather see a team hit kind of a roadblock or a little bit of a, a speed bump now than three weeks from now. So you want to get them healthy and playing their best you know, hockey uh, going into the postseason in early May. Yeah, and you know, they certainly have teams coming up that they should be beating with Arizona, the Kings, the Ducks, the Sharks. Those are teams that you have to beat if you want to get that number one spot. But I know everybody's focused on Colorado right now. I'm telling you what, 
they better be careful because if they're just focused on Colorado, they might not only end up having to play Minnesota in that first round, they might not even have home ice against Minnesota because the Wild is only two points behind the Vegas Golden Knights right now. They're playing well, and when did Cam Talbot become a great goaltender? <laughs> he's been good before, but this he's year been he's good, been sensational. Yeah. Yep, he he has, and and you're right, uh, Ballpark. I think you look at both teams, they, uh, Vegas and the Wild, the same amount of games. Vegas is up by two points, and, and we knew the West was going to be a really tough division, but I think you almost look at all the divisions. You could throw out the, the North, you know, the Canadian division, but if you look at the East, you've got the Capitals and, and Islanders both at 54 points and the Penguins at 50, and then especially the Central. When you look at the Panthers, Hurricanes, and the defending champ, Lightning, all within two points of one another. I mean, it is really going to be fun uh, toward the end of the season with all these teams playing each other. You know, sometimes you get a little tired of seeing them play each other and not being able to see your teams play team from another division, but uh, that's going to make it fun this year. You know, the top four from every division, there'll be four Canadian teams that, that make it and one Canadian team that makes it to the final four out of the North, but I think you can make a strong case that the other three divisions right now, especially at the top, are super competitive, and every single night these games mean something because you're only playing interdivisional games. Great stuff, Chuck. Appreciate it as always. Get the STN mobile app. It's a definite must-have and so easy to use as well. All right, brother, be good, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, catch you this weekend. All right, boys. Always great talking with you. Enjoy the games, and uh, we'll chat soon. You got it. There he is. Chuck Esposito, Sunset Station, Sports and Racebook Director at the Station Casino Properties. All right. Good stuff. Masters will be watching it this weekend. Major League Baseball, like he said, and Gold Knights. Hopefully they can turn it around ASAP. I'm curious about the Blackhawks and the Stars tonight. Mm-hmm. Big game. I don't even know if I want the Hawks to make the playoffs in that division. <laughs> it's ridiculously good. <laughs> All right. RVD. Rob Van Dam in the house next. So, who has two thumbs and is being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Let's all stand and say it with him now. Rob Van And now, please welcome the first inductee in the 2021 WWE Hall of Fame class, Rob Van Dam. Oh, yes, there he is, the Hall of Famer just making his way back from Florida. The WWE Hall of Famer, Rob Van Dam. What is going on, my man? Happy Thursday, TC. <laughs> Let's do this, RVD. What's going on? Oh, hey, there Take I two. There I am. I, I thought this was like the Hall of Fame mic where he's like, don't lean up on it because it picks up everything. Like, you can stand way back and turn your head and like, now you still hear me? Yeah. We need to get you some of those in here. Well, they changed the glass on you. That's what threw you off. They, they, they Because uh, TC broke the old glass. Yeah. So they, oh, him and a combination of people. Playing so hockey? They, seen that they, no, no. I pulled no, a, dancing. He was dancing. I pulled a Sabu. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> That's it, you know? Well. Yeah, he breaks tables, I break glasses. Okay. You know? What's wrong with that? There you go. All right, man. So you just got back. Uh, how, how'd the ceremony go, in, in your opinion? Uh, the ceremony was awesome. Okay. I actually, by the way, uh, went from here to Florida... And I was there for like uh, 26 hours, uh, touched on to take off, and then went to Wisconsin and I had that match, which, oh, yeah. which you know, because that's how'd your it, area. How'd it go? 
Do you remember where I was yet? Because you're yeah, in Stevens Point. Yeah, Stevens Point. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. It was very good. People were, you know, very pleased. And people was, were back into arenas. And what was, yeah, what was, was the, the crowd first, like? First live show that I've been to. They had like, I think they had to limit it uh, to 500 okay. people, and um, you know, but they were 500 very excited people, and this was all to help. Uh, raise money and awareness to the for the soldiers you know for a few different causes but uh ben mccoy who is the uh, promoter um and also the guy that i wrestled this is like this was like a huge step for them building their company and building his dream and everything up in fact it's part of a documentary called uh, still here which starts with him uh you know he, he was he got his face blown off in the army and and then has been uh, uh trying to keep his soldiers alive and uh and you know living the right way so it's a really touching thing it was really uh it was it was a really touching look at you night. the humanitarian that crying. i've always known rob yeah. van dam i People love were it. crying the uh, yeah. wwe was there be- yeah. uh, also filming for the icon show right they're still filming they got so much material they've just been following me around like for but uh, see that's not a good sign for, for so me long. rob it's not good i'm not thinking i'm liking that because the more they're filming of you means there's the going to be less of, of me <laughs> yeah less of me on the cutting yeah. i'm going to be on the cutting room floor here you, you yeah. might you you might no. need rvd week yeah no. <laughs> exactly yeah. Hey. I, I know it's going to be awesome though but, but i did think about that i'm like well hold on like well, you got a lot of good stuff you know what are you going to use this for and how's that going to fit in and, so you'll be happy to know so i, I talked to our good friend Pistol Pete McKinney, and he got. I sent him the old NWC stuff nice. and, and the Masters, and he nice. got it. He's going through it, man. So nice. there you go. So wow. we, we we got some old young RVD where he actually had like jet black hair back in the day. I don't know in his twenties, no, maybe when it was super wet. Like, yeah, like, and, and you dark. had some hair. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of hair. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. We need a two-parter. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the, the Hall, Hall of Fame. Let's talk, right. let's talk about Hall of Fame. Skipped right over that. When did you? Uh, no, man. This this is big news. I want to yeah, go back is. to when you got the news and oh, how oh, su- wait, how what? surprised wait, you were. What? what? Yeah, yeah, whoa! Oh. He's bringing some bling in the house here. We got the ring. And what's the first thing I said on the show today? Is he bringing his Hall of Fame ring? Of course yeah. he is. See, you're like all of our World Series champs and our Super Bowl champs that come in, uh, you know, with the bling. You got your wrestling bling, man. Yes, I Congrats. do. But and I want to go back to the, when you actually knew that you that you you were getting this and getting inducted, and how you got the call and and what your thoughts were. Well, I got, uh, you know, when I see that area code, I'm, I always know that it's coming from the office. But this, but this also came up um, as Ace, Johnny Ace, which a longtime friend of mine from, you know, we, we wrestled in Japan together. So I met him in, uh, and worked with him in 93 um, and, and all since. He's been, I don't, I don't know what his position was, but it used to be that he was the head of talent. And he rotated out of that position for a while while I was gone. And uh, Mark Carano was in that position. And now it appears that they have rotated again. He's back in. So I was happy to hear that, you know. Um, and, and also he said that uh, he was calling because uh, Vince asked him to call me and see if I was interested in being in Hall of Fame 2021. So, you know, of course it was, um, you know, uh, of course, I was interested. Yeah, he asked yeah. if you were interested. How about yeah. congratulations? You're going in. How about that? <laughs> uh, and you, well, what if yeah, you What if I you guess, would have said, you know, I'm not into it? Yeah, only Anderson uh, said that. 
I don't know. I've I've been on YouTube. I've seen like uh, different wrestlers, uh, um, you know, Steiner, you know, that, and, and a lot of guys that that have said uh, they have no interest in it. It's 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 in Vince's mind. It's you know, there's no real place, no real hallways that have it. So why do they care about being in, in a Hall of Fame in Vince's mind? But it's in the fans' minds. I right. mean, that's really what it's about. They, I, I, I mean, come on, talk about isn't it? It, it comes across a little bit of sour grapes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they all really feel that way or if they're just, you know, like, well, I don't want it anyway. Or because maybe because Vince is such a polarizing character and you either love him or you hate him, maybe. that sort of thing, I too. I think everyone's got know? their own individual yeah. and it could be. And so. L- so let me ask you, and again, not to take anything away from this because that's not it at all, but do you feel that maybe be- that this this Hall of Fame – is because they involve celebrities, Ozzy Osbourne, people like that. Do some of the wrestlers feel like, wait a minute, maybe I don't want to be part of this because it's, it's more about Vince and more about the company and promoting them? Um, probably. I, I used to feel uh, like, um, not that I didn't want to be in it, but I, I definitely didn't understand why, you know, celebrity that appeared one time would be in it and then it was explained to me oh they have a special category for celebrities i'm like oh all right well i don't know i don't know what criteria it takes i don't know you know what what you know how you qualify i maybe i just outlived all my peers but either way um you know it's an honor and all that and having uh Vince and Hunter tell me that i changed the style of wrestling you know with mm-hmm. that's uh that's pretty cool very true pretty cool takeaway well, congratulations, man. Uh, very, very happy for you. Very proud of you. Well-deserved. Uh, Rob Van Dam, the Thank WWE you. Hall of Fame uh, on, on Tuesday. And uh, we got a little clip of RVD's speech. Let's hear about that. Thanks to all the That's wrestling me. promoters that booked me early in my you. career and Thank saw you. something in me in the first couple of years. So Shibaba. I wish I would have said They so saw Shibaba, the potential to obviously put me was, up against superstars that I watched on TV. Like uh, Thanks for the Greg Valentine, <laughs> yeah. Manny Fernandez, uh, Bobby <laughs> Fulton. Um, You're very influential. When I was young and green, I got to thank those guys uh, for being in the ring uh, with me, for, for teaching me. I want to thank Sabu, who trained me in the ring. Someone's back there with a dial doing the crowd noises going. Did that drive you nuts? Sheik and Sabu both trained me. Couldn't really hear original. And and they've edited it more. Sabu always encouraged me. Always told me that we were better than the other local indie guys. Better or badder? On those local shows back there in in 1990. I can testify to that. Made me realize that, hey, just because this guy's been wrestling 10 years. I said it. Doesn't necessarily mean he's got something on me. We're all individuals. Thinking of a specific fat outlaw wrestler at a Malcolm Monroe show in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, you guys are green. I've been working 10 years. That was a shot at that guy. Yeah. Deservedly so. But that was 30 years ago. So now look at him. I mean, he's dead. (laughs) Congratulations, man. Uh, Great stuff, man. Great, great stuff. Well, was it a lot of fun seeing all the old time wrestlers in that again? Seeing some people that maybe you haven't seen in a while? Yes, but we didn't. They didn't really have everybody together very much at all, you know? Yeah. Like in my group, there was just. Myself, Kane, Bischoff, Molly, uh, the office, the old guy, Richard, um, and uh, I think that's it. 
uh, that's it. And then they did the other year, the 2020, on a different day. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see any of them, you know. Did they pretty, give you a nice dinner control. at least? Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all right. Okay. It was all right. A little different than the catering used to be because of the, the new protocols, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But, uh, but, yeah, we... Uh, we enjoyed it. Good deal, man. All yeah. right. Rob Van Dam in the WWE Hall of Fame. Very proud for our good friend here. Um, Rob, let's go back to a couple weeks ago when we gave people the opportunity to call in and win RVD CBD. Yes. And, uh, we sent it to three people. Th- three people. And we have those three people on the line today as you requested. Awesome. So you could get their honest feedback. And so basically, I'm just, we'll, we'll bring in our three winners uh, individually here. They can tell us their story, what they did, and then you can just basically take it from there and ask them any questions. Cool. And uh, we'll, we'll get the feedback for the RVD CBD uh, contest uh, winners. So let's, uh, let's start with Gina. Gina tried the product. Uh, Gina, welcome to the show. And, and, and tell us uh, what product you got and how you used it. Hi, Gina. Hi, Rob. First of all, congratulations on the induction. Well-deserved. Um, Thank you. Well, um, not only did I get the topical, but I also purchased the oil. Um, oh. I recently had surgery, and um, I am one that does not do well with narcotics or any of the drugs they give you. I also um, have to openly admit that I was... <laughs> kind of afraid of the whole CBD thing. I'm kind of old school and was not one to be like uh, wanting to be in a Woodstock state. So I did my research. I went on, um, I researched all the different CBD companies out there. And Rob, I have to tell you, you have the highest rating out there. Awesome. Um, it's more natural. Um, mm. I'm all for it. I don't want to put things in my body that are going to make me freak out. I also know that narcotics have long-term effects. Um, so my surgery was, uh, quite extreme. I had to have some reconstructive surgery, uh, on my foot and some bone reconstruction. Um, so I'm going to be honest and say, did it take the pain away a hundred percent? No, but what it did was it put me in a place where I am relaxed and calm and the nerves are calmer, which is what causes pain. Um, so for me, I think it's a great product. I will be ordering again um, as I've been using it since my surgery. Um, and I have to say, you've converted me. Um, and I probably would have been the first one to say, oh, don't get that stuff. But now I am going to be the first one to say, you do need it. Um, the topical was great. <laughs> when you have surgery, your what they call your compensation leg gets sore. So the topical cream um, really helped with the soreness of that. Um, but the oil is fantastic. Very good. Uh, appreciate your your feedback, and glad to know that it's working for you. You're getting the combination of both the topical, applying it uh, on your epidermis, and then also putting the uh, tinctures under your tongue and and getting your level up that way. So so that's great. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you'll be healing at a quicker rate. It's hard to it's hard to gauge that, but that's what that's what the science says. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm telling everybody out there, if you have any kind of pain, this is a natural and wonderful way to deal with it. Awesome. All right, All right. Gina. We appreciate uh, the feedback and the thoughts and, Thanks, and, he, and heal up. 
Thank you. All right. All right. Great. All right. There you go. All right. So good. Sounds like a good, uh, another good, good response from it. Okay. Let's uh, go to our, our next winner. I believe we got uh, Armando uh, with us. Armando, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Rob, congratulations. As always, uh, I'm a big fan of yours, have been for a long time, and uh, so uh, I was really happy to see you got inducted. Awesome. Thank you, Armando. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I work in a, in a warehouse setting where I'm up climbing walls and everything and climbing ladders and stuff. So the the cream that you sent me, I've been trying for, you know, since I got it. It's been working sensational. Uh, it, it smells good, first of all. It doesn't have a foul odor or anything. So I love the fact that it's a very nice smell to it. Yeah, a lot of then, people uh, say that. A lot of people, uh, that's that's a comment that they that they – that comes to mind and and of course that's that really strong menthol in it after after i rub it on my shoulder or something i take what's left on my fingers and i put it like around my uh my nostrils just to get that get that uh, menthol in my uh in my <laughs> wow okay never yeah. thought of that yeah <laughs> okay and it's not i mean uh, it looks kind of greasy after you know but shake that really good and then i was really surprised that it's not as greasy as i you know when i apply it i'm because i was you know, I'm used to roll-ons and things, so but it, it was good. Uh, but no, it's uh, so I use it. I mean, I guess the only I want to say I don't want to say that uh, you know. Only thing I'm upset about about this thing is that I have to apply it every three or four hours uh, to make it last. Work I work late a lot. I work a lot. Uh, yeah. But I'm gonna yeah. But I figure I'm gonna try your uh, your. 3,000 milligrams, see if it'll last a little longer. But, again, it, it's working since you, as soon as you apply it, you can feel it. It's, it's swelling. It's great. I, I really really like it. Yeah. Like I said. But it's, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, good to know. And, and you know, as you know, like the uh, – it, it's, it's the menthol that's, like, penetrating – and uh yeah. and stimulating that you yeah that's that's what really feels good but the uh the delivery of cbds that's go, that's hitting your receptors and then while that's doing its part it's helping you heal helping the inflammation uh dissipate and uh yeah. and telling your body uh you know what it needs uh so so it's helping with a bunch of stuff that you can't actually feel but then yeah what you feel and you need to replace uh so that you can keep getting that feeling yeah that's uh i do that on certain parts uh, uh of my body oh, sometimes my knees it, love you now <laughs> you need, yeah your knees, yeah yeah my knees uh, <laughs> a strong supporter of it as well <laughs> yeah. yes no so, so i really love it so, great to know and then, yeah. and then uh, the, the lady the lady prior here she has me talk i mean i'm not one to do tinctures or anything like that but she got she really got me i think i'm gonna get one of those uh, get your bundle there so I, cool. I really liked it very cool. cool yeah you know we got the uh we got the systems, the endocannabinoid systems inside of us, and the tinctures are going to uh, uh, react with that a, a lot more than the topical, which applies with the, the receptors on your cells, but also just that local area. So, so it's really a yeah. good idea to hit it from, uh, from, both, from both angles. And by, the, and by the way, you know, the jar of uh, 3,000 milligram um, of, of the uh, the pain cream, uh, I just want to explain because it confuses a lot of people. Because like with vitamins, they tell you like how much strength is in uh, like each each vitamin. You know what I mean? So that you know what yeah. you're taking. Same thing with yeah. prescription pills. But with the CBD, they're going by the volume, like by the container. So we got so a four ounce jar that has three thousand milligrams, which is you know like the highest dosage you can get. It's it's going to yeah. have the same strength, but only half as much. 
in a two ounce jar. So then the the reading on the two ounce jar then is going to say fifteen hundred ah, okay. instead of two thousand. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I was confused there, but now, yeah. like, but like I said, it works great. I like. I'm still going to order the, the bundle with one of each. So it's like awesome. It, you know, I really enjoyed it, though. Armando, we appreciate uh, your feedback and your testimony. And, and what we are now hearing also is that uh, it is the uh, official correlated to cornhole champions as well, too. Okay, Uh-oh. that's right. That's okay, what I hear. We're here to talk. We're here to talk about Rob now. We're, we're there you go. But you know, you know, I'm just saying, on your shoulder there, you, you've been losing too many matches to Heidi Fang and company. You, you the, the RVD CBD is great for cornhole champions and losers. This is. This is true, but okay. you know, can, can we please invite Rob when I kick your ass at Cornhole? Oh, he's about to kick my ass at Cornhole. <laughs> All right, let's. Yeah, Rob and I come as a package. We're a tag team. There it is. Thanks for the invite, there Armando. Go. I love it. I love it. All right, brother. Thanks, man. We appreciate the call. There it is. All right, Armando checking in. Well, right. Rob wanted to set Boo as his partner to you. Yeah, that'd be an upgrade. Is that, oh. <laughs> well, right now it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe in twenty twenty one. Well, you're right because Sabu would probably jump on the corner and just smash it or something. <laughs> it was a table to smash somebody through. <laughs> good stuff there. Okay, good stuff. All right, so uh, yeah, we have uh, we have, we have one more uh, cool, as man. well too to get to. So pretty, Sounds... feedback pretty good so far, huh? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, I'd, I'd be really surprised if it was uh, negative feedback. You know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I don't know, you know, uh, don't know what what people are uh, expecting, if they are expecting anything. But, yeah, very proud of it. You know, let's hear what. Uh, let's hear what All right. Uh, let's go to Craig. Uh, Craig uh, tried the product as well, too. Craig, you're on with uh, RVD. Receiver number three. Yeah. How's it going, RVD? How's it going, TC? Good, man. What's happening? Tell us, uh, tell us uh, you know, what you used and, and the results. Go ahead. Okay, so. Uh, I'm a pitching coach at Del Campo High School in uh, Sacramento, and uh, I have to throw BP every day. And, yeah, I generally throw about 300 to 350 pitches a day. And uh, It is. It is. Um, And I only throw three of, you know, a a little bit of what we do as volume. But uh, so I had a lot of uh, shoulder inflammation, uh, especially early, and – so I started using it, and I have the joint relief cream and um, the muscle and joint relief cream, and it, it worked wonders for me right off the bat. Um, I use it pre-practice, uh, and then at the end of the evening when I go home, I'll uh, use it for a preventative uh, measure, and uh, it has definitely worked wonders for my shoulder. Uh, I know that for sure. Okay, yeah, that's that's great to know. You uh, you put it on, you feel it right away, and then uh, after you've been uh, using it for a couple of days, uh, you feel like it's something that you can kind of go to and count on to relieve your pain. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, as soon as you put it on, well, you, you know you could feel the tingling already. But one of the things I really appreciate about it is it's not greasy. You know, it doesn't leave a film residue. It's, uh, I believe it might be water-soluble. I'm not certain, but uh, it, it, the, the application of it, I like a lot also. Um, yeah, I think if yeah, – yeah, that, that comes up a lot as well, too. Like, after, after I rub it on, uh, if, I, if I 
feel that area, I don't know, 30 minutes later or something, th- there's no residue on there. I mean, it's just like, you know, when it, when it soaks in and um, it's gone, like my dog can still smell it and wants to lick it, but uh, it's not like, uh, but yeah, like with Tiger Balm, uh, which I love Tiger Balm, but uh, for instance, then yeah, there's like a little bit of a residue. You kind of got to gotta wash your hands afterwards or else... Uh, you know, keep them out of your eyes, but that's something that uh, a lot of people appreciate. And, and of course, I tried a lot of different kinds of pain creams and pain gels and lotions. You know, all kinds of different uh, forms of what I was looking to to do before I came up with this. And so, yeah, I'm glad you appreciate that in the in the same way that I do. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know. I've in my time as a as a player and as a coach, I use quite a different uh, products also, and it seems that they were more of a temporary, like, you know, they give me 30 minutes of relief or something like that, whereas I feel with this, uh, it sticks with me. You know, I've never had a topical solution like an Icy Hot or something like that that actually penetrated to where I felt relief in my actual joints. Yeah, you can, it seemed like it would numb it, but it wouldn't give you the pain relief that's RBD, CBD. Yeah, nice. Very nice. That's great feedback, Craig, man. Appreciate it very much, my friend. Okay, keep uh, keep chucking away there on the hill and uh, keep using that stuff. And again, tell uh, your friends. Tell your friends to get more, rvdcbd.com, and use that promo code for 21% off uh, TCRVD, brother. Will do. I'll spread the word. All right, Thanks man. so much, Craig. All right, man. Thanks. Hey, no worries. Great talking to you guys. Take care. There it is. All right. There you go. Good feedback today. All right. So, uh, isn't, that, isn't that awesome, though, just knowing yeah. that you're helping people? 100%. Their comfort. Yeah. 100%. And again, I think, you know, we've talked about it before. They're uh, for people who are not used to it, have never tried it before. And I believe all three of those people have never tried not only your product before, but haven't really never dove into CBD. So it's a learning experience for for all of us, and I say yeah. it all the time. So yeah, uh, and then you know, and then and I get just just as much uh, positive support from people that have tried all the other CBDs. They tell me, right. you know, very often either that mine is is the best or the only one that even works for them. And what I think was important too is we heard that there that. These guys are doing their research as yeah. well too, and they're comparing your product to to the others, which yeah. is fantastic. So yes, it's 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 great. We really appreciate the feedback. Uh, you heard it from anywhere. yourself. RVDCBD.com. Go to the website to RVDCBD.com and use that promo code twenty one percent off of anything that is on their website. Right? Yep. All right. Twenty one percent. RVDCBD.com and the promo code that you put in there is TC. RVD. R-V-D. There it is. <laughs> TC. RVD for 21% off. All right. So great job. Great experiment today. I think, you know, yeah. again, when you come back, uh, it's up to you. We yeah, we, we try something else, uh, whatever yeah. you want to do. And, stay engaged with our people yeah, out there. There you go. There you go. Happy, happy Hall of Fame week, everybody. That's it. Happy Hall of Fame to our Hall of Famer. There it is. Rob Van Dam. Uh, again, just getting back today. From uh, the ceremony on, on Tuesday, WWE Hall of Fame. And where could people go back and, and hear your speech and, and see the ceremony? You know, it, that's a damn good question. Because so, it's the it's the Peacock Network. Okay. All right. Yeah, I had a little trouble getting on that. Like, I went to watch it, and then the network was no longer there. And then I, and then when I went to get the Peacock, it said it wasn't available on my, I don't know if it was my, my platform, okay. my area. Anyway, yeah, let me know when you find out. 
Uh -huh. RVD's Hall of Fame speech, 2021. Great stuff. Hey, <laughs> you, you heard a good part of it right here. All right, I want to thank uh, Rob Van Dam for being in the house here today. This Thursday appearance, Chuck Esposito over at Sunset Station, Greg Vaughn, famer, fa uh, former Major League Baseball player, all of the interviews up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Again, go to RVDCBD.com. And I'll be at WrestleMania this weekend. And too. he will be at WrestleMania this weekend. Back Saturday in and Sunday. Yeah. Two-day WrestleMania nowadays. Yes, sir. Got a, little, got a little teaser? What are you doing? Come jump it off the top of a cage. It's a Hall of Fame thing. That's Probably come out and take a curtsy. I love it. There it <laughs> is. All right, brother. Thanks for stopping by, brother. We'll awesome. look forward to seeing you this weekend for WrestleMania. All right, miss any part of the show? You know where to go. TCMartinShow.com. We're back at it again tomorrow. We'll see you at two.